Hi, welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way program. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. So anyway, I am so, so excited that I still have Apostle Calvin Cook with me, my brother and my friend. I'm just, I'm just elated. He is just opening things up and and uh, I'm seeing things new and fresh and and um, he's a great person to interview. He is really one that that uh, brings forth things and you start to pull these things out of him. And um, plus, he's funny sometimes, too. But that's OK. Uh, any rate, I want to welcome you, Apostle Cal. Hey, hello. How OK, you doing, Apostle Baker. Good to see you again. Always <laughs> good to see you. You also. <laughs> So today we're going to continue with the face spread, the show bread. And when you say face spread, I think that uh, uh, some of the people would like to hear more about when you say face spread. So I get what you mean, but it's like break it down so that people can see how they can, you know, uh, what this is and, and, and all of that. And another thing, you also talked about communion and in that. Um, you know, there's a scripture, and I'm going to throw all this stuff out here right now so that I can give you time to talk. Um, there's a scripture that says that we do not discern the body correctly. First Corinthians chapter 10. Yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> so those are things that um, I've had to explain to people, and and uh, because people walk, you also talked about people walking around with unforgiveness and bitterness and looking at others and judging and all of these things. And so uh, how these things can keep you from uh, operating in um, in and through and matriculating uh, and any rate from being all that it is that you truly, truly are. Denying who it is that you are. So yeah, I, yeah. The face, the face bread is where you face uh, your brothers. Watch this. This is a revelation, so I want to share this with you. God says to us, he says, how can you say you love me who you can't see and you don't love the ones you're face to face with? So at this table of face bread, you get to face the unlovable, which are your brothers and your sisters who have not been renewed in the spirit of their mind. They're not like Christ. They're just part of his body in the process of being transformed. So this is the real test of the church. And we're not doing well because we want everybody to be full grown, blown Christ at this place. But however, the church is the place of transformation and change and development and discipleship and equipping. So he says this, he says, many of you will go to sleep early and many of you are weak because you didn't discern at this table, the Lord's body. You had the nerve to call them dung. You had the nerve to call them names when they were in the Christ factory being changed to be like the sun. You did not give me credit to have the power to change a life. And it's at this place where I want you. He said, there's some among you that are uncomely and some are, uh, uh, you know, don't need to be shown. He said, bestow upon them a greater honor there at this table. So as the world looks into the body of Christ, they'll never see a deficiency in his body because we've covered that with our love and our maturity. 
So at this body called the table of showbread, we're coming into uh, maturity so that we can have a community that's in unity. And not just unity of the faith, but unity of the spirit. Because we're never going to agree about the canon of scripture, but we can be a, we can come into agreement about those of us that are sons can be led of the spirit to our purpose. And once we fulfill our purpose, we'll forget about our little old doctrines we've been trying to defend and we'll defend the nature and the life of the Christ we've been sending to earth. God never wanted us to defend ourselves. He wanted us to defend the gospel of the kingdom in the life of his son, Jesus. Now, one thing about a woman, because sometimes we have to take the church over to being a bride. Now, one of the characteristics of a woman, she can sustain two lives in her body at the same time when she carries a child. God expects you to live your life, but carry the life of God with honor. You better hear what I just said to you. You can't just live your life doing your thing and disregard the life of the son of God that you're carrying. You, and there's going to be a day where you go to your Bethlehem where you actually have an encounter with that seed and it matures and you'll be done away with and he will appear. We've been praying, oh, Father, a less of me and more of you. And that Christ speaks back to us, none of you and all of me. He said, I don't want none of you. I want all of you. <laughs> I want all of you to go. You've been there getting in my way. I need you to trust me with this death. I hid you. He said, he said, in Colossians 3, he said, you're dead and your life is hidden with Christ and God. He said, stay in the coffin until I raise you up. Don't get ahead of the schedule because you're not as far along as you think you are. Now, let me say something to you. Signs and wonders doesn't mean you've come to fulfillment in God. Because there are babies that can't keep their britches up that do signs and wonders. There are devils that do signs and wonders. What is the characteristic of a sign and wonder that's coming out of the character of Christ when Peter said this, gold, silver, I have not, but such as I do have, I have the nature of God operating in my life. Get on up out of there. And the man rose up and ran into a place he had been denied all of his life. He couldn't run in the temple. He runs into the place where he had not had access. So what happens is we're walking in the light as he's in the light and we're in fellowship at this table. We give people access to places they've been held back out of because we are presenting the right image of Christ from our lives that we get. So this is very, very important that we don't run past that table that we don't run across people and devalue them. With, I, I don't spend no time with them, look at them. No, you're sent there to make them like they're supposed to look. And if you run past every person that's not up to your speed or your level or your, we got some people that somehow they got these titles and now they think everybody can't talk to them. Well, you should be more accessible because you have the title than you've ever been before in your life because the title was given to you as a trust and a stewardship to steward his life in love to every, But that comes at the table. And here's the thing, many people at the table, listen to this, but they're not in the light. They went and got educated, but they didn't want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They walk right past the 30 facets of light that are available in that candlestick.
And then they can't, now they want to know why they can't get along with everybody because you're trying to get along with them in your power. And you can never get along with anybody with your natural. You need to be empowered from on high to get along with the generations that fell with Adam to be raised them up into the Christ. You, you and I can raise people out of Adam. Only the son of God, the seed of the son that you will see in the light can raise Adam from the dead. Because remember, there's only two people on earth, Christ and Adam. That's right. And you're the resurrection. And he's the one that needs that resurrection. That's your neighbor. Those are your friends. They are dead in sin and you are raised in Christ. So you have to rise up the dead. And people are trying to raise up the real dead and you ain't rose up your neighbors yet. So we got, <laughs> we, we, we talk, we're raising the dead over here. Well, everybody I know that's raised the dead, they not, they, that's their testimony. They raised the dead. But the people around them are still in sin. The people yes. around them are still going to go to hell. Because they're parading about raising somebody from the dead when, in fact, it's their, it's Adam out here that doesn't have Christ. That's the wall. That's why they had these movies on the day. And all the dead people trying to eat the live people. You seen them? Zombies <laughs> and stuff. They're all running around trying to eat folk. That's the world letting you know to pray for them. That No, that is a prayer request from this fallen generation. That's we right. are dead. And you've allowed us to walk around dead and in our sins. And now the world is under our sway. And look at the world where it's at. Because Adam, it won't get resurrection from the Christ. Let me ask you a quick question here. Do you have, a, do you have the list or do you have a copy of those 30 facets of light? Do you, do you have... Um, uh, I know we finished with the, the lampstand. I have to make you one because that came out of my spirit. Those thirty okay. passages. Okay. Okay. I and give I, the scriptures. I give you where they're located at. Okay. I I would love that. I would yeah, love. The, Galatians has four uh, has eighteen of them. The fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, this, and then Isaiah nine is the seven gifts of the spirit, seven characteristics of the spirit, and then you have the fivefold ministry spirits in Ephesians chapter uh, four eleven. And mm -hmm. when you add that together, it comes out to 30. Oh, okay. That's very good. That I write for you, write it up for me because you write so eloquently. You know? I just told you. I know it, that, but then now you can write it. But now you want me to write it too. I want you to write it and get it yes, to me. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, keep going. So go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> this is so good, Apostle Cal. Go, hey, go. hey, hey. I, I, the, reason I, the reason I'm taking the time to teach this, because we're not, we're ready for God to come take the church. And the no. church is not even doing what he wants us to do to be taken. He didn't tell us to be taken anywhere. He told us to be transformed, not to leave, but to become. He gave you power not to leave, but to become a son. The earth needs a son. Amen. If, if you study the Bible, you'll find out the whole book's about sonship. It's not about a uh, bride, even though the bride's essential, but the bride's only purpose is to bring forth the son. Come on, body Christ. Uh, uh, he didn't say he's going to bring many brides to glory. He's going to bring many sons to glory because that answers the groan of creation. And so if we don't have the answer and if we won't go back past our doctrine, past our own books we wrote, then we'll never find the truth there. Because sometimes we write ourselves in the pigeonholes because we got a bright idea or a revelation. We won't go past that. And anybody that says anything different, we get huffy about it. I get that way sometimes. Oh, wait a minute, brother. You know, that's not. And God said, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Mr. Big Duck, who do you think? And we get to thinking that we're something 
because we got a little bit of light, but we become something when we get in the light with the rest of our brethren who've been in the light also, and we acknowledge them and we esteem them, then now we're eligible to have what they have as well, plus the light that we've attained. Now we're really walking in high cotton because we've learned that all of us together are the light. They shine on this table of communion and community and so forth. Now, one thing about the table I'll go on today, 12 low, 12 is a number of completion. I want you to hear this. It also signifies a divine accomplishment and it's an absolute number, which in other words, it means perfection. 12 armies protected the camp of Israel, but what were they really protecting? The presence of the centerpiece of the, they were protecting the Ark of the Covenant. Because remember when they got captured, Ichabod, Ichabod came. Once you capture presence, you just have in church. Once Holy Spirit is not honored, and how does he not be honored? When you rush through your services because you want to accommodate the people, that's disrespect to the Holy Spirit. Because you want to get to the restaurant and that parking lot is too full. Well, you prayed for a big old church and now you got one. And now you want to rush out of there and rush the man of God and threaten him if he preaches too long. That's disrespect to the Holy Spirit. Because that means that you haven't been in the light. And you don't know how to fellowship with the body. You still want to do your solo thing and do be your own, have your own experience. Let me move out of here. We, we, in other words, 12 loaves of bread would mean the perfection of feeding on the word. There's a certain thing happens when we learn corporately together. We get fed the manna hidden from heaven that makes us perfectly fit for our assignment. And you're going to be surprised what the assignment is. Oh, this is so good. Let me show you. The assignment is not preaching in the pulpit on Sunday. The pastor finally recognizes that you're ready to preach. And that's what people think is the finality of all their training is to do something in front of the saints. That has nothing to do with it at all. Let me take it a little bit further. And uh, 1 Kings 4, 7, it says, And Solomon had 12 officers over all of Israel that provided vigils for the king's household. So this 12 loaves of bread, uh, when we're matured and baked with the right, you know, a little leaven. Now, one thing about leaven, once it's in the lump, you can't get it out. So once the kingdom comes inside the body of Christ, you can't get it out. You get possessed by the kingdom message and your whole life is expressed by the kingdom of God that's within you. And you become nourishment for anybody in the circle of your influence. You should be a your neighbor shouldn't run from you when you come out the front door. They should run to you because you provide a nourishment for them when you go to the bar. I used to go to the barbershop and I know I should get the preaching up in there. I said, wait a minute. The man of God is here. I got to tell you about how good God has been to me this week. Do you have a minute? Can I talk? And I would talk to them people about Jesus because that was my circle of influence. And everywhere we go, we're supposed to distribute the, the divine bread of God, the life of God. And, and, and we don't do that very well. We, we want to do things. Can I go a little bit for it? it says, so the 12 officers over Israel, which provided victuals for, remember when the disciples got through feeding, how many loaves of bread were left? 12 baskets. That's what I thought. See, 12 means you've done your job. Now here's your portion, a full portion, a complete perfected portion. 
for those who do the works of the ministry. Let me take you further. In Revelation 22, it says, there is a, a, a 12 manner of fruit in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruit and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were the healing of the nations. Here again, we speak of a spiritual food that the bread represents. This time it's not bread, but it's fruit. Their reference here is that the sons of God will bring forth the very essence of God's nature. That's what I'm trying to get. That's what this takes. In other words, once we've communed together in the church and we've been in the light as he's in the light and we come into community and we come into communion and we bring a unity to the world, then we become a greater expression of his nature. You see, and we don't have that because we got people are confused. Even as the tree brings forth its fruit from that which feeds it feeds upon and will give forth spiritual energy to support the life in others. We are supposed to be giving spiritual energy to the life of others that we come encounter. If our relationship at the table is a good relationship with the church, you're not mad at the church. Some people are talking negative about the church. Some people say, we're never going to go to church again. Some people, we're changing church. Uh, I am the church. I don't have to go to church. No, you're missing out that you're part of a greater thing than you. And you don't get to decide because God decides where you belong. And he has determined where every piece fits according to the first Corinthian letter 12, where you go within his kingdom. He's the king of domain. He's assigned you to be in a specific place. Uh, how much time do I, I want to take? I, I don't want to miss out with getting you some. You got about 10 minutes. Okay, you good. You got about nine minutes. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, then. So there's an energy. The 12 manner of fruits in Revelation 22 refers to the complete life of God coming forth through his people, not doing one, not through one man. We got the one man show syndrome in, a, in this world. And God never wanted to reveal himself through one man. He wants to reveal himself through the sons of God. And not through a bride, because the bride is his, but the sons, have their inheritance is the earth. He's not going to let you take his bride. She's only to bring forth his son. What's missing in the earth? Not a bride. What's missing in the earth is a son. He said, for this very purpose, the Son of God was manifested. What's the purpose of sonship? To destroy the works of the enemy. That's right. See? And sons of, or the beginning of sonship starts at that table. Now, remember, you're at this table to become something. You're fading from Moses, and you're coming into a different glory, and you're coming under a different kind of light. It's no longer going to be the candlestick. He has to prepare you for a greater light. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump. Okay, I was gonna go through the twelve natures because there's twelve natures in each son of the tribes. I was gonna go through the natures. Each son, each son's name, Reuben and Simeon, all reflect the nature of God that He wants us to walk in. Hallelujah. So oh. everything, everything in twelve comes out of the table of showbread. It remains that there's a complete mature. Now you're not perfect, but the nature that you represent is. Because it's the nature of God. It's not your nature. It's his nature that's been imparted to you for stewardship so that he can reveal himself and get rid of you and you stop revealing him and him reveal himself in you. 
Paul said, when the Lord revealed himself in me, then I could preach. So he has to reveal himself. You can't reveal yourself in you. He has to reveal himself. And he starts at the table of showbread. Now watch this. I'm, I'm, oh, Lord, let me stop. Oh, Jesus, help me, please. I got to go to the prayer altar real quick. The reason I want to go there is because the whole purpose of the table of showbread and to get you full of the nature of God, because the next place you go is the place where you have to give up your right to be you. Oh, my God. Go for it. That's the, that's the altar of incense. The first sacrifice was the, the, the altar, the, the brazen altar. You died of your sin. The second sacrifice was you, 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 you sacrificed yourself. But you did not know that you were not going to be acceptable unto God the way you were. So he brings you to the prayer altar to kill that last thing you've been in control of, and that's your will. So he asked, he asked you at this altar, give me your ministry, give me your degrees, give me your reputation, give me everything you've been controlling. Give it to me here. Give me your children, give me your wife, give what, me- What? I said what? Give me your children, give me your wife, give me- Why did he say that? Give it all to me. Why does he say that? Because Adam refused to give him his wife. That's right. And he, he said, he said, did you listen to your wife? <laughs> he said, if you, if you hold on to your husband, your wife, if you hold on to your kids, if you hold on to any of it, you ain't got no part in me. I'm on a mute because I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. Keep going. Okay. Now, okay. Now listen, listen, listen. What happened in the garden? Adam said, not my will, Lord. Not your will, Lord, but my will be done. So Jesus had to come back and say, no, Lord, not Adam's will, but your will be done. And so he put to death Adam's will and resurrected the will of God once again in the earth. He said, when my will be done, my king, anytime the will of God is done, the kingdom can manifest. And so now God wants to bring a high priest named Jesus. Consider him the high priest and apostle of your faith. Now you've been at the table, you've taken on this nature, now you take on this prayer life. I didn't hear what you said. This is where the church moves out of. I once was a child, I thought as a child, I was in the outer court, I wanted everything I saw in the world, I wanted all the toys, I wanted all the blessings, but now I've come to my priesthood because I'm a king and a priest. And now for the kingdom to come, I have to operate in my priestly ministry at the prayer altar. And now I join Jesus's prayer meeting as an intercessor. And now once we get into that intercessory place in God, sitting in heavenly places with him, as he makes intercession forever at the right hand of God, now we're ready and we should be ready and we are there now, but I don't know if we're ready, we merge in the kingdom life. And the church is resisting the life of the king because they're resisting the prayer life to get you to the life of the king. It's, it's, it's from the light to the table to the altar that gets you prepared to be the sons of God in the earth as you take on the prayer ministry of the son. And you and him become one, like he prayed in John chapter 17. One what? One in nature that you got at the table. One in light as you walk in this light. Come on, you hearing what I'm saying? And now that you got the light, 
and you got the nature, now you got a prayer life that's unshakable, unmovable. Nothing's impossible. Uh, oh my God, my God, my God. You got, oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh, oh God. Oh God. This is where you find the life. Not in the beads and the baubles. But in his life, he come to give you. And he provides fire for you. The candlestick's not going to burn you. But when you come into Shekinah glory, he says that, watch this. He says, and the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and he shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning in Isaiah chapter four, verse four. Then he says, blow the trumpet in Zion in a, as the morning spread upon the mountains, great people in a strong Joel's army, there has never been like before, neither shall there be any after. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth, and the land is as a garden of Eden before them. Who will be able to abide in the day of his coming? Who shall stand when he appears? He will. He is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's brush in Malachi. And then finally it says, and he saith unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and you shall be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. When they said they wanted, they could do all that. They didn't know that that was going to be a fire that would consume them completely so there would be nothing left but Jesus. See the hidden treasure in every vessel is the image of the Son of God. That's what you carry. And it takes that process of the candlestick coming out of the net, the table of showbread, the prayer altar, to produce the Christ in the earth. Yes. And we're trying to go past stations. We're trying to jump from the cross to the Holy of Holies and skip the body. And we don't want to be bothered with these folk. And we don't want to, and we're just, we're cheating ourselves. Uh, and we're cheating him of a greater glory that he wants to reveal to the body of Christ. And I think we're also tricking ourselves because he has a pattern, as you've, uh, as you've ministered so many times. He's had he has a pattern, and you cannot change that pattern. Just as he told Moses, he says, "Remember this exactly as you have seen it." And people say well, that's legalism. It's not legalism. It is. It, it, what, what it is, is obedience. It's the privilege of obedience. It's the privilege of the pattern. He doesn't want us uncooked. So we got about, we, we got about 40, 30 seconds. So go forth and say the last words to the people that we will see them next week. But my God, you never, you started to get into what you were getting into, but you never. Oh did. my God. I, I mean, Christ in us is the hope of glory, but it must be a discipline and discipleship. The church must awaken to training and teaching the people of God to position them for a more accurate presentation of the life of Jesus. We haven't done well in our discipleship. We made it about our church. 
about our particular uh, message that we preach, about what we want, but it hasn't prepared the people for kingdom living. So and get ready, because that's what we're going to do. Um, we've run out of time. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get better. And I thank you. Uh, we have Apostle Captain Cook to be here to help us. I am so enjoying this, and I know that the audience is too. Remember, this is uh, Tell It Like It Is, the kingdom way and we'll be back next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way i'll be back with my brother and my friend calvin cook bye-bye this is apostle baker j baker saying goodbye uh, uh. <laughs>